What's up, everybody? Welcome back to A Scale for Thoughts, a podcast where I come in and weigh in my thoughts. Because just like you, every day I consume all sorts of different information, from celebrity gossip to other podcasts I listen to, books that I read, conversations that I have with family and friends. And all these conversations and all this information gets my thoughts going. And there's one thing that I have found out through the process of creating this podcast is that our thoughts are not alone. And that's why I'm here today, because I want to share, I want to create, and I want to relate. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in today and let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome back to A Scale for Thoughts episode 16. I know we haven't talked since June or July. May? Was it May? It's been a long fucking time. (laughs) But I'm back um, and I have... My second guest with me today, and she is one of my coworkers, Crisol. Hello. <laughs> Qué emoción. Verdad, sí. emocionate. Esto está bien suave. There is so many reasons why I, I want her here. I've, I've learned so much from her. Every day I learn something new from you. Um, Crisol, if I was to describe her, she envisions herself. She knows what she wants. She self-reflects, she manifests, she prays, she does it all. And every time that I've asked you, like, how did you get to that point? Like, for anything, literally. Mm-hmm. We start to talk, and then we end up at your divorce, <laughs> right? And then we talk some more, and mm-hmm. it's another thing, and then back to your divorce. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, bueno, ¿cuándo se casó? Because you're so young. <laughs> pues gracias. So, Crisol's only 36, right? And then one, then she told me you had been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, you went through some shit at a really young age. Mm-hmm. Which totally makes sense why you're so wise. Bueno, pues hay que darle gracias al Señor. empezar. <laughs> Amen. Always. It always goes back to my divorce because that is really what shaped me and molded, molded me. Mm-hmm. But it goes further, even, even further back into my parents' divorce. Mm. Okay, my parents' divorce is what started this. It's what, it's what threw me in and said, "Aprende a nadar," mm. <laughs> you know, mm. learn how to swim. Just yeah. threw me in there, and I think that a lot of the decisions that I made was based off that childhood trauma that I carried with me for so long, and that I think that's why we always go back to my divorce because it's. It was first my parents' divorce, and then it was my own divorce that helped me understand that, okay, there's something going on here, and mm-hmm. I have to heal that. Mm. So, and the reason why I want the, to, the, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Crisol's divorce. And the reason why, why I want to focus on divorce is because so many people are in unhappy relationships mm-hmm. for whatever reason dude porque yo tengo tías que son unas miserables en su vida pero están casadas y por la iglesia mm-hmm. y, you know pero i'm like god let it go bro like it's painful to watch you go through that so to me it's very interesting how you at a very young age you said fuck this i'm out i want to be happy mm-hmm. and it took a lot for you to get there but before we get there i want to start with how when how old were you i guess when you met your ex okay i was 16 years old i was still in high school i was a junior and 
that's when I met him. But when we started dating, I was a senior. I was still 16 going on 17. Um, he's four years older than me. So he, él tenía un poco más de vida, ¿verdad? He, más experiencias. Pero I was young and he was my first serious boyfriend. My first real boyfriend. I was dreaming for that moment to happen. Dreaming. I remember at 16, I mean, wanting to have a boyfriend. And now I'm like, girls, don't get a boyfriend. It's more, first love yourself, get your boyfriend, enjoy it, but no te aferres a él. Do not get attached. And yeah. I think that's something that we do need to teach the younger generation is how to love without being attached. Yeah. Because that's one, one, one of the first things that you told me that I was like, wow, this girl, she, she's really, her mind is really somewhere else. You told me one day, don't get attached to anything. Let it go. It's only here for, some people are here, some people are not. Let it go. Just let it go. And I'm like, I just meditate and pray. That's what I do. I self-reflect. And that's what my divorce helped me uh, realize that I need to do more self more self-reflection. Yeah. That, that but meditation and prayer that's where i go to when i don't have the answer to anything mm. that's where i go that's my foundation you really that's do. what i cling, cling to so si me voy a ferrar hay que ferrarse al, al más poderoso higher power yeah <laughs> yes yeah, al right. más poderoso and that's that is that is my foundation mm -hmm. and i i did get some of that from my father i did get some of that from my mother but in different different perspectives mm -hmm. my mother was religious my father was more spiritual so i think having the balance there mm -hmm. has really shaped me who i am yeah no it really has and it's 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 a beautiful thing to see and witness and i'm very lucky to have you as my friend yes, so let's <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to a, cuando te aferras a alguien when you're like mm -hmm. this is this is it this is the one aunque no quiera ni yo ni él ni nadie ni todo el mundo pero he's the one and you know what? That's the power of thought. Ooh. You have to go back to that because even when I was that young, I dije, no, este, este sí. Y, y este no, no, like, pa que los cogí, you know? <laughs> He's a great father, pero oh my God. Yeah. Anyways, so rephrase your question because I already forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned to me, because mm -hmm. we've had this conversation off mic, obviously, and you know, you said, you you know, he was, you were 16, you were so mm -hmm. in love, and this was going to be the man. You were really in love with the idea of being in love because you didn't really grow up seeing that, and you wanted to create that for yourself. Yes, I wanted that, and I was going to have that. A las buenas o a las malas, I was going to have that relationship. Mm -hmm. So that was, and not having that, it really, when you really want something, you'll get it. Sometimes you get it. Mm, a las malas. A las malas. Y eso fue lo que pasó conmigo. No siempre fue todo malo en la relación. En los principios, sí fue muy amable conmigo y todo. Pero sí, um, sí, sí, sí. Tienes que tener mucho cuidado con tus pensamientos. Very, very careful with your thoughts. Yeah, especially if you, if you speak them out. Because what, what we say, it does come to existence. It does. And sometimes it comes... If you're not in the right energy, it's going to come in así, pues, no tan bien. Como si estuvieras en la, en la, en la energía positiva, it would come even better. Yeah. So, however, whatever energy you're asking them, that's how you're going to receive it. Yeah. So, you want to make sure you, you are well-balanced and clear of all your insecurities, 
which you will never completely be clear of. There's always room for growth. But in that moment, be confident that you do deserve what you're asking for. Mm. You do deserve that. But let's go back to school. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and you mainly wanted that you mentioned to me because your parents weren't together. Mm -hmm. So you were like, my parents didn't do it, but guess what? I'm going to be the first one to, to make that happen. So you're with this man married for 10 years. Mm -hmm. A whole decade. And, but before you met him, you knew him for six, seven years? Yeah, how okay. about that? How many of those eight years were you truly like, wow, I'm in the clouds in love with this man. Like, this is everything I ever wanted. Not <laughs> Zero. 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 And it's not because he's a bad person. I'm a horrible person. But when I reflected after my divorce, I know that when we both married, we both married out of fear. I married him out of fear of losing him, and he married me out of fear of not having enough money to pay for his child support. Because when you marry in the military, you get that extra compensation. Mm -hmm. So now he was going to be able to provide for his child, if that makes any sense. And it sounds silly. Mm -hmm. It really does. But we both married out of fear and we both discussed this after our divorce so, so y'all have talked we have talked in depth wow. about our divorce and that's crazy that's awesome it, it it really was an eye-opener because i was able to see what mistakes i made and i'm hoping he saw what he mistakes he made i mean we were very clear no no so zero years of two unhappy fearful people um and you guys decide to have your first kid did you decide that that it just happened did you think if the kid comes along things will get better what was the process the thought process between your first kid because there's a lot of people who think the kid is going to make everything better mm -hmm. and i was one of those mm. i i i thought i was i was at that crossroads what they what people what people say right he was he was in the military so he had to uh, go to another duty station I go to the duty station it's going to be the start of something at least I hoped if I stay back here I can focus on myself I can take care of me I don't have to worry about our issues anymore it's just me and I was I was there and I, I remember thinking but this is my marriage how could I give up so easily my marriage even though he was one foot out the door yeah and I don't blame him mm -hmm. I was young I, I didn't know what I was doing either I went in and I made the decision to follow him Okay, mm -hmm. so I made this the decision to follow a man and not follow my dreams, and that's that cliche where you see it everywhere. Follow your your dreams, don't chase a man, and blah blah blah. Well, I went, I said, no, yeah. I'm gonna chase my man. He's my husband. <laughs> I need to put some type of effort in, right? Yeah. Um, I had my kid. My I remember telling him I'm pregnant. He was so happy. I thought that that was going to be that new start, that mm. fresh start. Okay, now we're going to be a happy family. This it's, is going to change everything. So I fell into that trap. And it doesn't. No. It doesn't because los problemas que estaban allí, they now got swept underneath the rug. Mm. And no one, we didn't face them, we didn't talk about them. We just, we just hit them. Yeah. Hoping, yeah. I, I, th I think a lot of people do that. And that's why I asked you that question because it's hard to admit that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm sure I, it's I'm it's sure. embarrassing too. It's mm. embarrassing because 
from the very beginning, now that after my divorce, like I said, I reflected, I thought, wow, it's embarrassing, but I was doing my best with what I knew. Yeah. What I knew, what I had been taught. Y al último, los niños son los que la llevan. Sí, And pobrecitos. You, yeah. So, hold on. Porque los niños son la que la llevan, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Al último. Y tú, you're, you're very good about admitting that. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about your oldest specifically, because that's who we're on right now. And you know he's going through his BS at school, and, mm -hmm. you know, he's, his body's changing. We're, we're constantly changing. But you, being a self-reflector, have been able to say, damn, this, this boils down to that divorce and all the bullshit that he, he went through and he saw and he experienced. And you are putting the beautiful thing about self-reflection for those of you that might be scared to self-reflect because it's very scary to self-reflect and be like, fuck, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. But then what that that moment is like, okay, well, now what can I do to fix it? And that's where you're at. And from one mom to another, you are putting in the work to help your oldest. And and it's, and it's all going to be okay. I know. Then two years later, you have your second kid. And this one was not, this is the one that I love. When you told me why you had your second one, because I, when I asked you, I was like, why the hell another kid? But your answer is, I was like, you were, wow. Why did you have that second kid? It was never about my marriage and fixing it. This one was about giving my son, my oldest son, a sibling because of the friendship that was going to stem from that, from that relationship. I grew growing up when my, my brother and I went through the divorce, through my parents' divorce, we had someone to, I had someone to bond with. He had someone to bond with. We went back and forth and helped each other in different areas of our lives. And I had my second child because I wanted my son to have a sibling. And I wanted them two years apart, and that's exactly what I got without planning. I said, I'm having these kids two years apart and one day apart. Two years exactly. One is a 16th, one is a 17th. Wow. See, I'm telling you guys, this girl <laughs> manifests. Like, she does not play with her manifestation. And, no, I mean, I have my sister, and it's I cannot picture my life without mm -hmm. her. And it's the cool thing about a sibling is... Whether the moments are good or bad, mm -hmm. nobody else can relate but your sibling. So I'm assuming when your parents went through a divorce, nobody was going to understand your pain but your brother. Yeah. And, you know? So if you knew, and then you you got into a marriage where you knew, like, oh, I don't even think you should marry this dude, but fuck <laughs> it, I'm already halfway through. I want my son to have that, that, that brother or that, well, you called it brother and you called it two years apart to lean on any, and... I think the the reason behind having your second son, I'm like, wow, like that that's deep, dude. That wasn't to keep a man. Yeah, 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 pasado is it. I passed that phase. It was because my son was gonna need someone to bond with and bond with, connect with, and overcome this obstacle. It was not because I wanted to keep my man. Oh, my marriage was dead. Mm. It was done. You know, and it, it was done. It was shot. It was I wanted to make sure my son was going to be taken care of as far as having a sibling. Mm -hmm. Have someone to bond with and connect with when their dad and I were going to start separating. Yeah. So that's 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 very powerful. So 
what at what point you have the kids you know what's going on you know it isn't working but at what point do you say i'm out i want to be happy <laughs> I, this is it because it's how because the people reach that point i think really you i mean you were very early on you knew this wasn't it but mm -hmm. it took it takes time to make that decision of like yeah ya no puedo ya mi alma mi corazón mi cuerpo ya no puedo más no, qué vergüenza. It's I'm actually embarrassed to say, but it was after the third infidelity. Ooh, third. Yeah, it was after the third time that I was like, okay, maybe I should get out of this. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's time. Wow. And I realized that yeah, pues ya le, le eché muchas ganas. I put in a lot of work. At least I thought I did right because también uno carga sus inseguridades. I had my insecurities. I also had a lot of traumas to overcome and I went through a lot of depression during that time during my my whole marriage because when you when a man is unfaithful to you it shoots at your self-esteem yeah you know as much as you don't want to admit to that mm -hmm. no you want to be strong you know this and that but at the end of the day you're in a toxic environment mm -hmm. and it's going to drain your energy mm -hmm. it's going to take away from your happiness and I was so depressed that I, I, I know that towards him there were moments of toxicity, so I can't completely blame him for everything. But I can say that by the third infidelity, I was done. So when what was... What, what, <laughs> was like, okay, yeah. yeah. When was the first one? What year into the marriage was the first one? We were barely in our... In our we were in our second year of marriage, but our first year of living together. Because so, the first one you didn't live with him because he was military. Right, he was deployed. And our second year, we started to live together and he came back from 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 his deployment and you know they go through a lot they go through a lot mentally and emotionally and a lot of men have men in that in that sector have a lot of mental health issues if they have them even when they're not in the military just imagine you know yeah. going in and he 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 was he's going through a rough time i remember him mentioning to me you know i just want someone to be around and i was so focused on school bettering myself i was like I was I was feeling good about myself, mm. but I remember that Thanksgiving that first year. Um, I remember finding messages from another woman and thinking, "Oh, okay, something's going on here." And that was the first time I knew, "Okay, this is the first time que yo veo que he's being unfaithful in our marriage." And I thought, "Oh man, ahí se armó todo." <laughs> and that was the second year into the marriage. Second year into uh. the marriage, first year into in living together. Damn, so I was very early on. Yes, and that's when I was at my crossroads where, okay, do I let this go? You know, I've helped, we, we were dating for six, seven years. Do I let this go or do I keep trying? Yeah. And plus I chose to keep trying. And then comes the second infidelity when you're... I was pregnant with my second son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> que lastima, verdad? Like, Hijo en so serio. I was, I remember having that phone call and... I was pregnant with, I, so I was being a toxic wife, right? I was looking through my ex-husband's phone and because I didn't have any, I had trust issues. So I was monitoring that. So I can tell you that that's when you know, mm -hmm. yeah, if you have to, if you have to look through your husband's phone or your, your significant other's phone, yeah, 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 there's no trust. No, there ain't no trust. But no, I voy, I voy, quiero más, right? Las, quería una novela. Pues yeah. me llegó la novela. Ay. Creías que hay del castillo. 
<risa> no, pues, más bien como la muchacha de agujetas de color de rosa. <risa> I don't even know who it was, pero, este... <risa> Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, and oh, I was man. so I was pregnant. I called this girl and I said, "You know what? What's going on?" She gave she told me her side, and I remember her telling me, "You know what? I'm sorry, but I'm pregnant." And I was pregnant with my second son. And I thought, "Oh my god, seriously." That morning, I think he came he came down about 10 minutes later, um and he I told him, "Hey, You're cheating on me. And just so you know, she's pregnant. I swear to you, the color from his face vanished. I bet. And he didn't know what to do. Yeah, that was like the end, right? No, que en mi que no, I sigo. Shit. Yeah, it was tough. That pregnancy was challenging. How how far along were you in your pregnancy? Antes no se te salió el chamaco del coraje? Dos o tres meses? Two or three months? You don't remember, but you, you remember you were going through a hard time. But yeah. I don't remember the exact feeling anymore. Because, well, I did, I healed that. Yeah. You Why know? do you want to remember I it? Wanna, forget it. Yeah. So, um, eighth year into the marriage, third, third infidelity, you say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm completely, completely done. And... You you go through the you go through the divorce, you sign the papers. What is what is divorced life looking like? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you up and down? Like what is your first year or two? Well, how long have you been divorced? Three? Uh, two years. I'm going on three. Okay. So what Little was like two and a half years? Were you what, did you were you like wow yeah I really needed this? I remember so when he when we were getting divorced, um, it was during the pandemic. So oh he left in January during the pandemic. We were not we were not legally divorced yet, but we were separated. When we got divorced, in, ya tuve ese tiempo. I had that time to breathe and just learn how to manage a single parent life. Get back on my feet. And in June 2020 is when I got divorced legally. Mm -hmm. I remember texting him and saying, can you believe it? We are officially divorced. And we throwing like, you know, happy, like, you know, celebration, <laughs> celebration emojis because we were both happy to be divorced. We were both, he's like, I know, congratulations and wow. everything. We were, we were so happy to yeah. be divorced because we were miserable for a whole decade. It was a learning experience. Yeah, I hope so. It, <laughs> I know I keep making the same mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, it was, it was, it was nice for us to end things mutually. Yeah, and civil. I mean, not too civilized, but there was a lot. There was some arguments in between, and but for the most part, I think we could say that we have a a healthy a healthy relationship for the kids. Yeah, you do, and I hope that that continues because I didn't have that with my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wish my parents would have been able to do such a thing. Because it would have been easier on us, on me yeah. and my brother. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I, I've talked to you about this, but like I, my parents, I've never even seen my parents fight. And, and when I think about that, I was thinking about this and I'm like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Because then mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like, you know. 
But when I think of my parents getting divorced, I'm like, oh my God, como que se me quiere caer el mundo encima, you know? Yeah, and, that, and I'm 31 yeah. with my own life. Like, I can't imagine that as a child. So it, 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 it must be really, really hard. Um, so going back to like, so you were happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier in the podcast, I mentioned how you manifest, you pray, you do all that. When, and, and when we've talked about that and you say it was also because of your divorce that you were like, there's a higher power, there's God, there's more than me, that your divorce taught you that as well. Yeah, I, I didn't know who to cling on to. You know, after that, once, once, so him and I decided to get divorced in 2018. Mm-hmm. That moment was big because I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't want to have to tell all my family members. You know, I was in it alone. At least I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I just wanted to act like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to cling on to something that was going to give me that strength, that energy, that vitality to keep pushing forward. And what I did was I clung on to God. It's what I it's what I knew. My my mom raised me in the Catholic religion. My father, um, he would continuously tell me that the purpose of life was turning negative energy into positive energy. So I I just went in and did that. I prayed, I meditated, I I I feel that in that time is when I was the closest to God. I mm-hmm. I could hear what I needed to do and what needed to get done. And that for me, when you, it's in, it's a personal experience. No one truly understands it until they actually have gone through it. And when I hear other people talk about it like that too, I'm like, meh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Pero es cierto, no, it's sí. true. The minute that you, that you decide that I'm going full, all in oh everything that you that you're going through or you went through doesn't matter because you're so you're given such life force through through that energy and in my case you know I'm a believer in, in God yeah I also I also believe in 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 um, positive and negative energy I, I like I don't think that there's just that one true mm-hmm. religion or practice I mm-hmm. think it's a combination of everything that that is what brings that energy that spiritual power yeah it's not just one thing no i agree so that's my belief system i'm a little bit of everything i guess you can say no you you are you are so we've talked about you being able to self your divorce taught you to self-reflect and the Mm -hmm. power of that it taught you to hold yourself accountable yes and the power that comes with that and it, it got you closer to God and higher power in the in the power that comes with that as well. Mm-hmm. So you're full of power. Ay, gracias. You really are. <laughs> and whenever I found out you were divorced and you had your two kids, I was like, she's so happy. Ay, pues sí, diez años. She, and you know, I was like, esta mujer que feliz. Por eso me, me mm-hmm. it's intriguing to me. And that's why I wanted to do this episode because I'm like, I, I want women to, or even men if they're listening to this, to, to know that there is happiness at the end of that dark fucking 10-year yeah. tunnel that you had in your case, mm-hmm. right? So you, because you, you're so happy and I love it. But then you've also shared with me that you get tired of being strong. 
Yeah. I I want to fall into that feminine energy and be protected and be provided for. Not so much financial. Yes, financial helps. But more so having someone that I can lean on when I have a tough day at work. You know, mm. because I go home. I mean, technically I have my bed, right? I can yeah. lean on my bed. But <laughs> no, it's lo mismo. It's not yeah. the same thing as someone telling you that it's going to be okay. Yeah. That, or to hold you. It, yeah. It, I get... I have moments, I'm in the car, and I tell myself, llorando, ¿verdad? Yeah. I'm crying, listening to worship music, and I'm like, I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> pero Dios, pero por favor. Hazme una buena mujer para ese hombre that's coming, because he's coming. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I'm excited. Pero <laughs> you have to, you, I, I live it, I tell myself, live it, because I've heard so many, so many people that are in this field about, pause about manifesting that you have to live it like you're already there you already yeah. have that person so i need to cook that extra meal you know for my husband yeah you know, for my significant other i need to wash those extra clothes yeah. comprar calzones de hombre and like wash them para <laughs> practicar you know like <laughs> yeah you bring it to life bring it to life now so but one thing i think that the reason also i have not manifested that is because I really want to take the time to learn how to love myself. Mm. So the minute that, and and you'll see this everywhere mm -hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Everyone talks about it, but mm -hmm. you don't know it until you're living it. Yeah. What is it really to, what does it really feel like to love yourself? And the other day I asked myself, you know, this, this little phrase gets thrown around. It's uh, your highest self. Mm -hmm. I asked myself the other day, what does it really feel like to be at that? Well, I'm sure it's not now because obviously like, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm asking. Yeah. And I, I realized that my health is, my health is something that I have to really focus on. Yeah. And I think that I don't want to go into another relationship and have those insecurities with body image. I want to make sure that that's taken care of. Will I be perfect along the way? No, there will still be some insecurities, but I need to have a strong foundation mm -hmm. with that. I need to have a strong foundation with the mainly that it's mainly that's probably been my my struggle the most and also when I comfort myself to not comfort myself with uh, with food to not comfort mm. myself with I'm not a huge alcohol drinker but I mean that helps comfort sometimes yeah it you does. know um, so those are the things that I need to work on right now in order to be able to become that higher that higher self that everyone speaks of so much. Yeah. Um, that's probably something that I know that's some, the reason why I have not completely yet manifested that, mm -hmm. you know, along with God's help because I don't do this on my own. God, I genuinely believe, opens those doors. Yeah. But you need to be ready and you need to do your part. Yeah. Because he's not going to open the door until you put your work in. Yeah. Fuck it. It's See, a waste of you're time. Not ready. Yeah. No, it's a waste of time. Because that's one thing. When I first met you, you were dating. <clears throat> and un día, ay, no, ya lo voy a dejar. I'm, I'm done. You know? And and then one day, you, I, I was like, hey, what happened to so-and-so? And you're like, oh, we, we ended it last week. I'm done. And yeah. we haven't talked about him anymore. And I was like, wow. So you have hit a point where you do want, you do want love. You do want comfort. But you're also not desperate for it. And I I that's, I that's, love that because I would really hate to see you in a desperate position for that love. 
And going back to what you said earlier, wanting to be held and loved after work and just after a long week or whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, as, as someone that is in, in a happy relationship, a healthy relationship, I take those moments for granted. Because I get the hugs and the kisses every day. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, that's, that's okay. Yeah. And, and the fact that you're recognizing that, that's powerful. Yes. You know, and hey, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> but I'm recognizing it because I have a friend who who has shared, maybe I, I probably maybe wouldn't recognize it if you didn't share what you shared with me, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, I think our conversations are very, we learned so much from each other and we empower each other so much. I, I fucking love it. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk to you today. And that's why I wanted to, to dive into like this divorce thing first, number one, because if you are scared, don't be, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. You, I think a lot of people are, to be alone mm-hmm. um, because who wants to be alone right you mm-hmm. and we're together right now you and I no one wants to be alone but there there is a time for that and there's a need for that because a lot of growth happens mm-hmm. in that you know you have to go through those dark moments by yourself with a higher power something to help you overcome it so you can feel that sense of satisfaction that oh my gosh I can get through this obstacle yeah. by myself. It's okay to do things by myself. Yeah. Now, don't, I don't, I don't, um, what is that word? I don't know what the word is. Uh, I don't think that people should get too comfortable being alone all yeah. the time because we are people that need to be, we are human in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy, it's an extreme to always yeah. want to be alone. So if you need, if you're in a toxic relationship, get out of it. And it's easier said than done. It took me how long? Eight years. No. No more. Get mas. 17 years. Yeah. Because all of that started before our divorce. You know? So I know through experience, I know that it's difficult. Yeah. Because it's a self-worth issue. How much do you really love yourself to say that's enough? It took me more than a decade um that's why i am where i'm at today yeah. Almost two decades. <laughs> yes and and that's something that that i think your story um tells and shares it's it, it you're gonna be okay it's really fucking hard but you're gonna be okay it doesn't have to be that hard yeah. we we complicate it with our thoughts and that's something i'm learning this year that it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Your thoughts, you, you have to tell yourself, like I tell my kids, we don't have time to think negatively. I tell them in the car on the way to school. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's find ways to think positive. Mm. If something happens that we don't like, how can how is that helping us be better? Mm. Are they getting it? I hope so. <laughs> they'll remember it. They'll they'll remember, I hope they will because there, there are moments where I'm like, ugh. The point is, is that, what was the point? I forgot. We were just talking about, I was just saying how like you're, I wanted to talk about your divorce because I can see that, that it's, it's very possible. And because I come from a Mexican family and Mm -hmm. the Catholic and the marriage, Mm -hmm. the sacred of it all. But I think Mm -hmm. there's a time when it's like enough is enough. Love yourself, respect yourself and let it go, you know, 
And you also talked about learning to hold yourself accountable and learning to self-reflect. And I think in this case, for you, you say that started happening after my divorce. But if you're listening to this episode today, that and you don't do that, that needs to start today. It sure does. It, it will save you a lot of heartache. Yes. Because holding yourself accountable, being responsible for your side of that toxicity because you are who you attract right Mm -hmm. or you attract who you are yes that is very very true Mm -hmm. every time i date someone or i go out with someone and something doesn't go right or something goes incredibly well i think wow i'm really like i'm really doing this when it goes well right and when it doesn't go well i ask myself what how did i attract this Mm. why what is what is it that what is going on within me that i had to come I had to come face to face with that. And I've seen it in all my relationships that have failed and in my relationships that have thrived. Yeah. And I I can see, like, for example, with us, I can see this healthy side of me because I see you with so much drive to reach your goals, to better yourself. And I'm thinking, oh, I need to get some of this, whatever <laughs> she's on. <laughs> I need some of that and I can tell <laughs> she's not lying because she walks into my classroom during my planning period she's like what are you doing because whatever you're doing I need to be doing it too yeah <laughs> yeah because you know I, yeah. I meditate I manifest but oh, I can grow yeah I can continue to grow and I and I see that in you and I see that in myself Wani it's almost like that hunger to to succeed or to better yourself in this area mm-hmm. that hunger where you don't want to be complacent yeah no you don't enjoy where you're at you know live in that moment yes but please continue elevating yeah so well i want to wrap it up here i think we've shared you've shared very important um key points that are helpful to any human to any person because we really need to learn, and maybe it's not a divorce, it could be your job, it could be something else that's toxic, but let it go because it's going to be okay. Learn to self-reflect. Don't be afraid to hold yourself accountable because doing that will allow you to find the solution to whatever toxicity you're causing within yourself because mm-hmm. we we do attract who we are. So, um Again, it's been a while since I recorded an episode, and it's a pleasure that the first one back in months is with you. And I'm sure you'll be back for another one. Oh, for sure. Again, Crisol, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope there's something here for you. Don't forget to share the episode and follow the page on Instagram, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. That's it. That was so fun. That was fun.